the world is watching in horror and in fear as Vladimir Putin invades Ukraine. And our hearts are full of sorrow. But there's also these glimmers of hope. I think we all feel it for the Ukrainian military, the countless civilians that are taking up arms to defend their country. And of course, we're thinking about the defenseless children of Ukraine. As moms, our thoughts can't help but go to the children, the children of Ukraine, and of course our own children as well. How are our kids coping with all of this? What do they understand about what's going on and how can we help them make sense of this senseless crisis? As cheeky podcast moms know, even though we have IBD, we're moms first and foremost. So this week, we're taking a break from our Crohn's and colitis conversation to uncover the best ways to talk with our kids about what's going on in Ukraine at their age level, for their age, to ensure that they feel heard and safe in a world that's been out of control and chaotic for them for far too long. It's all about our kids today on the Cheeky Podcast. You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey there, dear one, Karen Haley with you on another episode of the Cheeky Podcast. And I am curious, have you been glued to the TV, to social media, to podcasts, the internet this week, as countless news outlets detail the horrific events in Ukraine? As a parent and as a human on this planet, I feel like it's important for me to be informed about world events. But even I have felt like sometimes I need to take a break from the constant coverage now and then. In America and in other parts around the world, most of us have the luxury of doing that. And it's in those moments that I'm taking a break from the bombardment of the 24-7 news cycle that it tends to just hit me. How are my kids doing with all of this? What are they making of what's happening in our world right now. Unlike what I can only imagine it would be like to have been a kid during wars like World War II or during 9-11, when the news was slower and social media didn't invade a child's every waking moment, today's kids are different. And you might think that I'm talking about teenagers here, but not necessarily because even younger kids are not immune to hearing tidbits that they struggle to make sense of. And I feel like during times of strife, it's really important for us to check in with our kids, to 
meet them where they're at and help them try to make sense of their inner thoughts and their inner feelings. You might know this, but I have a background in mental health counseling. So I can't help but always think of situations from a psychological perspective. Seriously, you should be in my crazy brain that's always humming. It's always humming with questions like, why did she do that in that particular way? Or what's he thinking right now? Or what was the motivation behind that particular statement? It's just how I'm wired. I'm sure that I overthink things. Of course I do. But this overactive psychology brain of mine, it's been working over time in the last several days. Processing the how and the why of Russia and Ukraine for myself. And then thinking about what my kids are possibly thinking about all this and how can I best approach this topic with them. For my younger kid, as well, I guess as well as my older kids, of course, I, the way that I broach this subject, it was, it's different because they're in different places developmentally. But when I really think about it even more, like in more detail, I've been thinking about how I, I've even been tailoring my conversations to the individual child not even based on their age, but based on who they are. That, those kinds of things have really been top of my mind. And we all know, we know parenting is hard. I don't have to tell you that. And it's been harder than ever over the last couple of years. Even though, this is really interesting here. Here's how I see this. Even though physically, we might not have been moving about in the world as much as we had been in the last two years, our brains have been moving about and have been working overtime, haven't they? Our brains haven't stopped. We may have stopped going places to some extent, but our brains haven't stopped. And in my heart, I know that the time we're currently in, where an oppressive dictator decides to barbarically invade another country, and the ramifications that that will have for Ukrainians, for Russians who are speaking out against Putin and for all of us around the world, it's a time when our brains need to continue to work overtime to just process what is happening so we can help our kids yet again get through another challenging and confusing time. So before I dove in to what actually turned out to be some really enlightening and thought-provoking conversations with my kids, I thought that it would be best for me to find out what are the experts saying about talking to your kids about the invasion of Ukraine. And I found some really insightful ideas on how to best approach this conversation, talking to your kids about war. And the difficult conversations, they are just never ending these days, right? I hope that this thought-provoking information, I hope that it gives you comfort and confidence. I know that I need to feel those two things. I need to feel those things right now because it's necessary to have tough conversations with your kids. And of course, it's never one and done, but this will at least help you get started. When I think about this vortex of reading that I just got sucked into because one more article was better than the next and the information just kept coming, I can't even recall how many resources I perused. Let's just say it was a lot. Let's just say lots. But I found that there were some common 
themes that seem to play over and over from the expert perspective when it's time for tough conversations with our kids. First and foremost, experts alike agree that it's important to talk to our kids about global events in a way that fits their age, their maturity level, in an, and also in a way that fits with the questions that they're curious about. But at the same time, experts agree that we shouldn't try to bombard our kids with too much information that they're not asking for. Experts also agree that cell phones, streaming services, the 24-hour news cycle, social media, it all makes global events like war very overwhelming for our kids. They talk about how kids deserve to feel safe and how we need to find ways as parents to help them feel safe as much as we can. Common Sense Media, do you know that site, Common Sense Media? It is fantastic. I'm a fan. It's a hub of information about movies, TV shows, books, gaming, and it gives you age recommendations, reviews, ratings, and commentary so that you can make the most informed decisions for your kid for whatever activity they're into. And at our house, we love Common Sense Media. When, In fact, when my kids were growing up, we'd use Common Sense Media as our age Bible for everything. So the kids would say, can we watch Harry Potter? And I'd say, what does it say on Common Sense Media? Can I read The Hunger Games? Did you check out Common Sense Media? We were like, my husband and I, we were like Autobots repeating different versions of that same phrase over and over. Sure, it's a little bit of a cop-out as a parent, but my husband and I, we got so sick and tired of always having to be the bad guy, saying, no, you're five, you cannot watch The Dark Knight, but how about Bolt, or let's watch Cars again, or always having to read and watch and um, experience every last want of our kids before they can engage in it. You know what I mean? I've got three kids, my friend, really. I, I can't be doing that for every kid. So common sense media would give us an unbiased barometer to judge how good we are as parents. For better or worse, common sense media parented us as parents. So over the years, common sense media has really grown to include some pretty informative articles to help us with the most important aspects of parenting. And in one of those articles I perused to help me figure out the best way to talk to my kids about Ukraine, they mentioned several ways you can help your kids deal with the news in general. And in common sense media fashion, they broke it down by age. So kids seven and under, kids eight to 12, and then of course teens. Okay, so for kids seven and under, common sense media says, keep the news away. Do your news viewing away from your kids, especially when frightening pictures and images are involved. If kids this age happen to hear, which can happen, right? They happen to hear or they see something, stress to them that your family is safe. And if you have older kids or younger kids and they overhear conversations, or if your kids happen to see or hear some of that news that's distressing, use the distance of this war to help reassure them and help them feel safe. You can even get out a map to show them that the war is happening here and we live here. And above all, 
According to Common Sense Media, kids feel safe when they know they are not separated from you. So find time, especially right now, to spend together, to listen when your kids talk, especially about their fears. Use distraction techniques with kids this age. Provide physical comfort by snuggling with them to watch a happy program together, read a book, or maybe do a fun activity. And I think that this is a really great time to point out for my sake as well as for yours because I'm sure you already know this, but every kid is unique. Maturity levels and age, we really need to have those things come into play when we're deciding about how much to talk in situations like these. While I do have to say I completely respect Common Sense Media's thoughts and ideas here, they're definitely more expert than me. I do think that even with kids that are seven and under, I think that in some cases with some kids, we can find ways to talk to them about global events in very simple terms that still help them feel safe. Now, of course, if I had a two-year-old, I'm not going to bring up the war in Ukraine, but with a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, depending on their maturity level and, of course, their curiosity level, I might mention this event in passing. I might say something like, there's a man who is being mean to another country. He's being a bully to another country. And as a family, let's pray for everyone's safety. Or we're going to give to charity XYZ to help the families who live where difficult times or challenging times are going on. And I might even get out a map to show them where these countries are. Most kids who are five, six, or seven years old, they know what it's like to have a friend who they perceive as being mean to them. And when you put this conversation at this level in terms that they can understand, then they start to gently process this and it helps your kids start to become aware that we live in a global interconnected world. Pointing out the countries on the map shows them a bit of geography as well. So it's short, it's not too scary, and it's part of a conversation that's a multi-functioning learning process. I do agree wholeheartedly with Common Sense Media, though, that the most important thing for children seven and under is that they feel safe and they feel connected to us. I think that that is the key. No matter what approach you use to what's going on in Ukraine with a child that's this age. And I'm just curious, what do you think? What do you think about the common sense media approach? What do you think about, for your particular child, about the types of ideas that I was sharing? Have you shared anything about the war with your seven and under kiddos? Remember, there's no right answer here because it depends on your family, your beliefs, and your individual children. This is all just food for thought to help you get conversations started. Common Sense Media talks about kids 8 to 12 years old and they give these guidelines. When global events are at stake, the news and war, Common Sense Media talks about considering your child's temperament and maturity level for this particular age group, right? Of course, that's going to be any age group. We have to consider that. But your child at this age, they might be one of those kind of kids who's extra sensitive or an empath by nature. If this is the case, according to Common Sense Media, you might want to keep them away from the news, the TV, dangerous images. I can give you an example for this because I have a child in this age group and he is very much the empath. He takes on others' emotions so easily 
that sometimes it will overwhelm him. So for my son, we are talking about Ukraine in terms that he can process and understand, but I'm not watching or listening to the news with him. Instead, I listen and then filter my experience with all of this to him in a way that he can understand and make sense of. And I know that some of the graphic images that I've been seeing that have made me just I don't even, just unbelievable image, right? images, right? They might be too frightening for my son's sensitive temperament. That's just my situation. Again, every child is different. So your child might not feel that way at all. And they might want to watch. They might want to sit next to you and watch the news with you. Common Sense Media, they also talk about being available for questions and conversations. And this is where we as mamas, we shine, right? Yes, we do. Kids this age, they see things in black and white. So it's really important for us to understand that. This gives you the insight into where they're coming from, but it also is a starting point for you to have conversations about prejudice and bias and how we need to be careful about generalizations. Common Sense Media says that if your kids are online, at this age, try to be there with them or monitor what they're exposed to. Use programs that help control what URLs you want your kids to stay away from. And let me tell you from experience that this is the age where your kids, they're on the social media and internet and things are going to pop up without them even searching for them. And trust me, there are so many things your kid just cannot unsee. So this is a great time to have parental controls on their devices. My favorite advice for this age group from Common Sense Media is to have a conversation with your child that starts with this phrase. What have you heard about Ukraine? Because probably they've already heard at least something about the war from friends, from school, possibly being on the internet or social media and asking the question, what have you heard about what's going on in Ukraine? It helps you start a conversation with where they're at, not where you're at, but where they're at. Now, what do you think? What do you think about this advice for this particular age group? Do you think this fits for your child? And how can you then personalize it for your situation, for the needs of your individual child? I really like the advice that Common Sense Media is giving for this age group because I think it fits really well for my child. But of course, it's up to you how you take this information and what parts you take to help your child. Remember, in the end, the goal is to have your child feel heard and feel safe. Now for teens, that age group, oh goodness, teens, they have a mind of their own, mind of their own teenagers. When we're talking about global events like war with teenagers, we cannot underestimate the fact that they have opinions, fully formed opinions. They have access to information. And in most cases, they're not shy about sharing what they know or what they think they know. Common Sense Media says the most important thing to do with teenagers is to check in. Since teens are getting their information independently, it's important for you to find out what they already know. So this gives you, as a parent, the opportunity to throw in the news that you've been getting and give more context to what they already know. Remember teens, they tend to have a strong sense of their opinions and 
it's really important that we don't, as parents, dismiss their insights, validate them, and use it as an opportunity to have an open conversation with them. That's some seriously good advice from Common Sense Media because we know as soon as we, if you have teens, you know this, as soon as we shove our opinion down our teen's throat, that's when we lose them. That's when they shut down. Instead, we can say something like, that's a really interesting thought, Jim. I haven't really thought about it that way. I saw XYZ on the news today and I thought that this perspective was really interesting. What do you think? Common sense media says with teens, the most important thing for them to feel is that they can express themselves. Teens, they may personalize events like this. They might even know somebody directly impacted or involved in some way in the war in Ukraine, especially with the global reach of social media. So they might be wondering, how will this impact me? It's important not to minimize or dismiss concerns like this. If you do disagree with their take on what they're hearing from their resources, this is a great conversation to have with them. You can even open them up to media outlets where you think there is valid, unbiased information. Even though teens, they don't tell us that they value our insights or our opinions very often, we know that deep down, and I'm talking way, way deep down, they do. They actually do. They care what we have to say. They are listening. And hopefully, they will check out your resources as well. All right, so what do you think about this advice from Common Sense Media, the teen advice? I feel like Common Sense Media knows teens. They know how independent and stubborn they can be, and they appreciate the value of conversation and connection with teens rather than preaching at them and telling them what they should think. Having been through teenagerhood with two kids already, I've learned the value of connection conversation right? That rather than talking at them, having a conversation with them, it's called connection conversation. I've learned how valuable that can be. A question to ask yourself here is, what fits for my teen here? What did I hear that fits for my teen? What did I hear that doesn't? It's a good idea to have a sense of these things before broaching the conversation about Ukraine with your teen, because that will help you send it in the direction that you think would be most beneficial for them. And of course, it's multiple conversations. It's about opening the door so that then you can continue to have an open dialogue. That's what teenagerhood is all about. Sometimes opening the door and nothing happening so that then later on down the road, they walk through that door. We have no idea what direction this conflict is going to take. We're all figuring this out day by day. But when we have the door open to connection and conversation, with our kids, really, no matter what their age is, the conversation becomes infinitely less difficult to initiate. I also want to tell you about another article that I read about talking to your kids about the war in Ukraine, and I found it to be so chock full of valuable information. Have you read the latest article from the Washington Post? It's titled, Your Kids Are Hearing About Ukraine, Here's How to Help Them Understand. It's been really popular. I keep seeing it. It's making the rounds on social media. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend you go to the show notes and check it out because I have a link there. It's karenhaley.com forward slash 77, K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y 
com forward slash 77. In fact, I've got lots of articles that we don't even have time to get into that are filled with super valuable information on talking to your kids about what's going on right now. You might want to check them out if this is a topic, if it's something that's been on your mind as well. So you can see all of those articles at karenhaley.com forward slash 77. So this Washington Post article starts out by saying the best thing to do is ask the same question that Common Sense Media mentions, that question that's what have you heard about Ukraine and what's happening? Such a great jumping off point. It's so simple, right? It's so simple, yet it's so poignant. And I think it's because it's an open-ended and question and it lets the conversation take the direction for from the child. That's so important, so key. But then they have a follow-up question that I think is also spot on. And that question is, how did you get your information? Remember, and remember this especially when you have teens, you're not asking this in an accusatory way. You're just wondering, where did they get this information from? With so much misinformation and half-information out there for our kids to devour on Instagram and TikTok, you want to be able to give context to where they got the information and then provide them with additional resources that might also help round out the conversation, maybe help them get a more complete picture of what's happening. And I really like that this Washington Post article goes on into one of the main emotions that we're all feeling right now, and that's anxiety. Whether, I think, whether we are in tune with it or not. Because by now, with these last couple of years that we've had, we might be so numb that we've tuned some of our key emotions like fear and anxiety out. Because they're just so ever-present in our lives. I know that there's a mental health term for that. I can't think of it right now. But it's when your emotions are in such a constant chronic state of despair that you kind of get used to feeling that way. And I think that's what's happened a little bit here. According to Caroline Nechvalidov, Vice President of Education at the Council of Foreign Relations, she says if teens pick up on a smidgen of the Ukraine story here and there, or they pick up on our anxieties, parent anxieties, it might make them feel like we're headed towards World War III. And who would blame them for thinking that? I've heard that very sentiment on the news myself. How about you? Have you heard that? One of the anxiety-busting ideas given in the article for tweens and teens is that there is this really cool website called Convene the Council. It shows how our government makes decisions. It's interactive, so your child gets to be a factor in the decision-making process. So... After reading about it, I wanted to check it out with my kid to see what he thought about it. So with my tween last night, I checked it out and he really liked it. He liked creating a real life government scenario around how policy is made. And the policy that he picked was climate change. There's several to pick from, but he picked climate change. And it took him through how likely the decision the decisions that he made were to actually happen. And then he saw the different channels that policies like this go through to actually get passed into law. Now, there wasn't anything there about Ukraine specifically on that site, but just seeing 
all the checks and balances in our government, seeing how each government arm works, it really helped my son see how in the United States, we have plans. We have plans for those plans and that there is a well-oiled and capable machine within our government to help us feel safe. And this interactive website, it's meant for older teens as well. I think the website says 12 and up, but I tried it on my 18-year-old. I asked him to check it out, and he said, and I quote, fin, <laughs> not a compliment for his generation, but I think that if you sat with your child, even a 10-year-old, I think if you sat with them, I think they would get something out of it. I think they would enjoy the interactivity of it as well. Probably somewhere around 15 or 16, your kid is going to say, nope, boring. But I will leave a link to convene the council if you're interested. If you have a child around the age I talked about, I think it would be really interesting for them. And it might even have that factor of helping them feel safe because they can kind of understand how our government operates and have a say in it in interactivity within the game. Now, the part of the article that I read, that, that Washington Post article that I found most helpful was the part about how thanks to the pandemic, did you hear me say that? Thanks to the pandemic, finally some good news in this awful scenario that we've been in. We're all in a state of what they call in the in quotes, call to action. You know, things like the things that you can do to help, like within the pandemic, flattening the curve or supporting our medical community or those who are at highest risk for COVID infection. For the most part, as a society during COVID, we did what we could do in spirit and in action to help those in need. The same thing happened in 9-11 as well. People respond to crisis with their own calls to action. So during this time of unease that we're all experiencing, feeling anxious or scared, the article points out that now is the time to act because it's that action that has the power to ease our anxiety. It helps us feel like we're actually having an impact and that we have some sense of control. And I've been thinking this very thing about the war on Ukraine. How can I help here in America? What can little old me do in the U.S.? What can I do to help? And thankfully, I was able to search out and vet some really good humanitarian organizations and charity charities that help on so many levels. A friend of mine from Ukraine, she is asking for donations to help the Ukrainian military. We know they really need our support right now. The Ukrainian Red Cross is looking for blood donations, monetary donations, even humanitarian aid for the country. An organization called Care International, it helps by way of care packages with food and hygiene kits, as well as the so important providing psychological services for their military and families. And those are just a few options to consider. And it doesn't matter the age of your child here, because we can all teach our children to be charitable in words, in good deeds, and in donations, whatever way we can calls to action like these, they're good for everyone's anxiety and they're good for our soul. So links to the vetted sites that I just mentioned and many more are in the show notes at karenhaley.com forward slash 77, K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com forward slash 77. If you want to see 
how your family can help to make a difference for the people of Ukraine. Before we wrap up the episode on how we can talk to our children to help them process what is happening in our world, what is happening in Ukraine right now, I want to touch on what psychologists are saying. As you can imagine, those in the mental health field, they are very busy fielding questions right now. And I have got your cliff notes. Do you know what cliff notes are? Am I, did I age myself out of the podcast? If you're as old as me, you know what cliff notes are. I've got your cliff notes version for the best advice for parents. So Dr. Tracy Holloway, a clinical psychologist from Florida, she sums up the best approaches for younger children. She says that during times like these, we can encourage a child's curious nature and encourage questions from them. She talks about how younger children who may be fearful of the unknown have this very concrete way of seeing the world. Like I mentioned, black, white. So when we engage in conversations with our kiddos about the challenges in Ukraine, it's important to remember to put our insights into situations and experiences that are known to them. When we think about the kinds of experiences that are known to younger children, that might be a situation like having a conflict over a toy on a play date or feeling judged by a friend, or even if your child is really young, just feeling the emotion of sadness. Really young ones, they understand that feeling. You don't have to be very old to understand sadness. So putting global information in terms that they understand, it helps them feel more in control and less fearful of the unknown. So I thought that was really good information from Dr. Holloway, especially for parents of younger ones. So I hope that that is helpful for you. When asked about how kids are handling this unstable world situation, forensic psychologist Dr. Judith Wenban-Smith She had this insight and it was so good that I'm not paraphrasing. I just, I have to just give it to you verbatim. I have to tell you in her exact words, Dr. Wenban Smith, she's quoted in a recent article published by The Guardian. And here's what she says. Every bomb will generate yet more headlines and politicians will respond with ever more aggressive talk. The problem is that in the past two years, children have learned that the world is a dangerous place and that bad things can happen and do happen close to home because of COVID. That is really, really good, isn't it? Wow. I mean, that that is spot on. That is good. It's so true. Our kids have been through a lot in these last two years. I know with my son, I keep mentioning to him things that we did prior to COVID and quarantining, big things like trips, but also small things like, hey, remember when you and I would go to the grocery store together and you'd be my little helper or when we made dinner together and this happened or when I would make a salad and you would eat all the cucumbers and I just, I don't know, just little things like that. Sometimes he'll remember, but a lot of the things that I mentioned to him pre-COVID he says he doesn't remember. It's weird. It's like it's like there's no memories for him prior to COVID. And he's not six or seven where this would actually be a normal phenomenon. I don't know if, if it's something about a, the, being a tween. I don't know if it's this dangerous world overload that, he, that he's experiencing. 
But because of my health and other family members' health challenges, our world, in my family, our world became very small during COVID. So did he get so immersed in that world and what was going on that he just can't remember our much bigger, much bolder pre-COVID world? I don't know. I guess time will tell. But one thing is for sure, our kids have gotten way too used to bad things happening. And we need to remember that as we help them try to navigate through this time in all of our lives. When I try to process all that I've learned in this deep dive that I took into finding the best ways to communicate with our children about the war in Ukraine, there's a few themes that I feel like keep playing over and over from our experts. Help your child feel safe. Ask them what they already know or think they know before diving into a conversation. Ask open-ended questions to really get valuable information from your kiddos. Know where they're getting their information. Share where you're getting yours. Validate your kids' thoughts and their feelings at every age. Process together. Bust fear and anxiety with calls to action. And action doesn't always have to mean money. There's loads of ways to show we care. Be mindful that our kids are already burnt out on bad things happening. That may impact how they react to this latest crisis. Even when kids get older and they act like you don't have anything valuable to share, share your insights anyway. They may be listening more than you know. Don't keep your kids in the dark. Find kids-safe news outlets where kids can learn about global events at their level. I've got a bunch of good ones that I found to share. Check out the show notes at karenhaley.com forward slash 77. There's a lot more links to talking to your kids about Ukraine articles there. There's vetted humanitarian and charity sites there as well, as well as some really cool news sites that I found that are kids safe and give kids information about what's going on in the world, including Ukraine, with sensitivity and keeping in mind where the kids are at. And above all, keep the conversation going. This crisis, it will not be a one and done talk with your kids. So start it and know that just starting it alone keeps the door open for future conversations. And that's it, my friend. That's what I found. I hope it helps you. Let's keep this conversation going. Let's send out positivity and light to every Ukrainian citizen, no matter where they are right now. And let's just hold our own families close in gratitude and also in solidarity that peace triumphs in the end. Until we meet again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing journey. Chat soon.